you want to go ahead and get your food and get seated, we're going to go ahead and get started. I know y'all didn't come to hear us necessarily. You really came from Mark. So we want to go ahead and uh, get started so that he can come on. Welcome to the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals Town Hall Meeting. I'm Suzanne Lofton. I'm the president for the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals. And I'm so glad that y'all can join us this afternoon. At the town hall, we talk a little bit about what's going on in our field today and what's going on related to TAP. Uh, this year, we're gearing up for a 2017 legislative conference. You heard Dwayne talk about that. We had Dwayne slated to talk this afternoon, but he had to leave. So uh, what he said about lunch, if you are wanting to join us in our legislative efforts, Please contact one of our board members. If you want my email, I will. Sherry? Sherry, right We will, uh, I will give you my email because we want to get as many people involved as possible with that. We will go to Austin. Uh, there's a training in November that we're hoping to join uh, ASAP with. And then we will go in early 2017. Uh, the past, uh, TAP has had a town hall meeting there at the legislative conference the evening before. We will do that again. We don't have the dates yet. At that time, if you want to get on the TCBAP or the TAP board, start looking for, we'll post it on our Facebook. How many of you are Facebook friends with TAP? How many are you going to be after I said that? Thank you, Beth. Please friend us on Facebook. You will see a lot of your pictures because we've had people posting pictures to Facebook uh, of the different activities and the different people. So go on Facebook and friend us. Watch our website. You'll, have, you'll see more information about our legislative conference coming up on that. If you're interested in serving, we will also have applications for you to fill out to serve on our board. I've invited Frank Davis to speak. He's the president of the Texas Association, I mean, excuse me, the Texas Certification of Addiction Professionals Board, and he's going to talk to us about the what the CERT board is and how that affects us and also us as professionals and how that relates to the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals Board. Frank, come on up. Don't clap yet. You hadn't heard me speak. Thank you all very much. My name is Frank Davis, and actually I'm the chairman of the Texas Certification Board of Addiction Professionals. We are a nine-member board plus a chairman, and basically we're real, we have re-elections for each three-year terms. You can run for two consecutive three-year terms. And then the board itself basically votes in the chairman and the vice chairman, and then they basically uh, nominate people for certain committees, such as ethics and standards, and et cetera, marketing, and then the board sort of uh, votes to agree with that or disagree with that and uh, sets up those different type committees. Uh, so just a little background about me. I served two consecutive terms on the board and got off, and I was enjoying my relaxing time, and somehow or another I got conned or talked into something to coming back again. So this is, I'm, I'm back on my first three-year term on this allowable two three-year terms and I just got re-elected again so thank you all for your support those of you who voted for me I appreciate it and I enjoy the work I do so what does the certification board do we are an autonomous body 
separate from TAP, although we are very closely, work very closely with TAP. Texas Association of Addiction Professionals, as you know, is the NADAC affiliate for Texas, whereas this Texas Certification Board of Addiction Professionals is the ICNRC Board for Texas. And ICNRC stands for International Certification and Reciprocity Consortium, which means that basically they recognize certain minimum qualifications from state to state, from providence or jurisdiction to jurisdictions. There's currently about 82 different jurisdictions with certifications. Uh, some of them have all of the certifications, some of them have part of the certifications. So uh, we're one of those member boards. Now, I always like to let people know when I say that you have reciprocity, there's limited reciprocity. In other words, if I'm certified in New York City and I moved to Texas, I would have to have at least an associate's degree to get my reciprocity and be able to become an LCDC in Texas. Because we have people that move some of these states. New York State, believe it or not, folks, you don't have to have an associate's degree to be a certified counselor there, which is shocking, but you don't. We have people sometimes that will move from those jurisdictions and they say, well, I've got my ICNRC certification. I want to get licensed in Texas because, as we know, in Texas, you have to be an LCDC to practice chemical dependency counseling unless you work in a program funded by TDCJ then you can do that with a CCJP which is a certified criminal justice addictions professional certification so they'll move here and then they'll want to get mad but they get mad because they say well they won't let me get my license or move my certification over to the LCDC and what you have to do is you have to have that associate's degree so you know I hope that kind of clears up what we mean by reciprocity so basically one of the, our biggest mission is basically we look at standards and we look at consumer protection uh, issues within the certification arena, whereas TAP is more of an advocacy group. We are uh, basically, we set standards and stuff like that. In the state of Texas, it's in statute that to be a licensed chemical dependency counselor, you have to pass the ICNRC exam as well as meet some other requirements depending upon your education levels. ICNRC develops the exams for, for, the, for lots of states. Some states that don't use the certifications, most states do. But anyway, the ADC exam from ICNRC is the exam that's used in Texas. That exam has gone through some recent changes, and I like to keep people informed of the recent changes. Uh, one of the things that they've done because of best practices, they've changed some of the venue and the way those questions are put on there. Previously, we had a question which is basically called your STEM, and then there's a key and three distractors. But now it is, they're doing about half of those questions. If you go take the exam, you're going to see that there's, the STEM is still on there, but there's going to be a key and two distractors. And they have found out that that works very, very well through research, and that's some of the areas that they're moving through. They're still going to see some of them in there with, with the key and three distractors, but I like to keep people informed of the exams. The, a, the CCJP exam that you take in Texas, they're making some major changes in that arena. Basically, what's going to happen within the next year or so, depending on what's voted on at the board, but the, the, the direction it's going right now is, is you will have to take the ADC exam and then another component to get a CCJP. So uh, if you don't get your CCJP before then, you will be required to take the ADC exam, and then you can also take that extra component to get a certified criminal justice addictions professional. The good news is if you're already 
pass the ADC exam, which you did to be an LCDC, if you decide you want to get a certified criminal justice addictions professional certification to show that you're more competent or have a higher level of competency to work in that arena, then you would only have to take that component of the criminal justice exam and then you could get the certification for a CCJP. I have a lot of people to ask me, do I have to have that? No, you don't. But I work in the criminal justice arena and what I look at is levels of competency. And if I have somebody comes in with an LCDC and they've never worked in the criminal justice arena, I know they're probably going to have a hard time adjusting because it is a different venue. But uh, if I see people with a CCJP or an LCDC and a CCJP, then I know they have that basic level of competency. So that's just from a personal standpoint. So the exam is now all computer-based exams in Texas, which means that uh, we no longer have written paper, written pencil exams. There's a reason that we went to that. One reason is because of best practice. The other is because it's a, a liability protection issue for our board as well as for the state of Texas because it's much safer. And if there's a compromise on the exam now, the testing company is responsible. We're not. So that doesn't mean that if you can't operate a computer that you don't have an avenue and there is avenues for that. We do make special accommodations. And I'm not going to spend all your time up here talking about all those different ones, but there is accommodations that we make. Uh, ICNRC recently passed, uh, well I say recently, last year, passed a resolution which basically says now that if you fail the exam, you can't go back in 60 days. You now have to wait 90 days to go back. So I wanted to make people aware of that. So at this time, though, I will open it up for any questions, uh, comments. I wonder, we got new board members in here. We'll be coming on tomorrow uh, that were voted in, Joe Powell being one of them. We're very glad to get him in. Uh, one of the things we really like to see is diversity. And when I say diversity, I mean people from different arenas and everything. And Joe is very involved in the recovery-oriented systems of care, as well as recovery coaching and, and uh, client advocacy stuff. So we're thrilled to death to be having him join. Anybody else that just got elected to our board in here? Yeah, Lori. Yeah. Welcome. We'll be glad to have you on there tomorrow. So we look forward to uh, uh, the rest of the conference. Thank you all for letting us share. Do I have any questions out there before I turn it back over to... Suzanne, thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. Uh, now I want to bring up Sherry Layton. She is the regional vice president for NADAC. She's going to talk a little bit about the relationship between NADAC and TAP, and she's also talk about le some legislative stuff maybe. Yes. Surprise. Uh, she has been very active in legislation. What I have learned about our legislative advocacy, I have learned from Sherry, and I'm going to turn it over to, here, to her. Thank you, Suzanne. Um, the, most of you probably know, but just in case you don't, if, if you are a member of TAP, that's your Texas Association, but you, that automatically makes you a member of NADAC, the National Association, and vice versa. If you go on the NADAC website and join NADAC, that, that carries back down and you are a TAP member. So you have both state and national representation through your membership as well as in Texas we have a variety of city chapters and, and you have that as well. Um, there's a, a ton of benefits that come from membership that, that come from the, the NADAC level. I'll talk about a couple of those. Um, but I also just, this is the, it, come, I'm coming to the end of my term October the national conference will be the end of my 
second term, so the end of my four years in serving you as your reg regional vice president. And it has been um, a, really an honor uh, to represent Texas and the rest of the states in the region, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. I had to kind of do the go around the corner there. Um, and we, you know, what I can tell you from my experience working at the national level, we are in such good shape in Texas. We have such a strong association, and you really have so much to be proud of. We're, we're, we have financial strength, we have strength in numbers, we have legislative strength, all of the things that, that help to make this uh, association be able to put on conferences like that and have the clout that we do in Austin and have a, a lobbyist like we have with Duane. Um, all of those things come from the strength that we have of this state association. And so, um, you know, seeing a lot of the other states, I can just say we're in really good shape and we have a lot to be, uh, lot to be thankful for and a lot to be proud of. Um, one of the big things that NADAC has been working on is workforce development. And the greatest challenge that we face in our industry across the country for workforce development is the low pay for our counselors. And that affects recruitment, that also re affects retention, and that is something that NADAC is challenging all the time. And the value of what we do, the value of the specialization of what we do, and really trying to work at, um, you know, the, with HRSA, with SAMHSA, with the Health and Human Services Commission, all those various areas where there are resources. Um, NADAC is advocating strongly on behalf of that. A couple of things that are tangible and that are a result of that, there is, um, there are grants that are available. If you are, op if you are working on a master's degree, and there's the national, the minority fellowship program for addiction counselors that will award up to $20,000 in tuition stipend for your last, your last year in a master's program with an addiction uh, specialization, addiction degree or a, a, maybe a counseling degree, but with an addiction specialization. And $20,000 goes a long way to pay for tuition. So that, you can find information about that under Minority Fellowship Program. There are some stipulations for that. Um, you have to agree to work with spe some specific populations, but a lot of us are working with those populations already. And so it's, um, you know, emerging adults is one of those populations that qualifies for that grant. Um, another aspect of that, they have recently been um, awarded a grant through SAMHSA that is uh, what they call a carryover grant. So if you know someone who is in an MSW program or a master's in counseling program or already has a nursing degree or an MSW or an LPC and wants to go and get special, some additional specialized training in uh, addiction, then they, there's some funding that is available for that as well. And so, you know, thing, you know we know that it, it takes a long time to bring people up through the workforce pipeline, but there's a lot of folks that are already out there um, that are learning that they need to know more about this and, and they're bumping up against addictions all the time with their clients. And so there's some opportunity for folks to go and get additional um, training and have some financial support for that. The um, the because it is a master's level degree. That is a SAMHSA requirement. That's coming from the government. That is not a requirement that NADAC is putting on that. That is just a requirement of the grant. 
that they have to um, comply with. And another thing that is happening is um, NADAC has developed a series of uh, workforce symposiums. There will be four face-to-face -face symposiums throughout the country. One, the one in our region will be held in Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, Louisiana at Southern University on September the 21st. And that will be a day-long uh, workforce focus really based on recruiting people, giving uh, undergraduate and graduate-level students the information about um, about the degree, about the field, the profession, what we do, uh, really trying to make it attractive, appeal to people, let them know, wow, this is a specialization that you can go into. Um, they will be bringing students from all the other universities or a number of the uni other universities in Louisiana to that to that face-to-face -face symposium. And there will um, also, there are two webinars that are being developed out of this project. One is on workforce recruitment and the other is on workforce retention. So if those are challenges that you have in your organization and you need some real tangibles about how can you uh, expand in those areas and do better in those areas, these, these will be uh, webinars that will be rolled out prior to the end of September. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, workforce is a challenging thing to, to talk about sometimes because it's like, we just need more people. That's what will fix our workforce. We just need more people. But how do we get those people? And that's what we're really trying to be specific about and give specific resources for. Um, the national conference will be in Minneapolis in October, the second weekend in October. There will be uh, some of us here representing uh, Texas at that conference. And it's open to anyone who wants to go. It's a, it's a great conference. And in addition to that, we will have the Advocacy and Action Conference in Washington, D.C. next spring. Uh, probably in March, we have to wait for congressional calendars to be settled and all of that before we can schedule it. But, you know, we're, we're targeting March, and that's an opportunity for those of you who want to be involved in legislative work to come to Washington, D.C. and visit with your representatives and, and uh, be briefed on key issues by the senior leadership in the country. Um, at the, as coming to the end of my term, Matt Fury will be taking the reins as uh, your next regional vice president. And I know, I have absolute confidence that Matt is gonna do a fabulous job with that. There was, um, Suzanne asked me to talk a little bit about chapter. Okay, okay. Um, do you want me? Okay, um, chapter, uh, we are coming to the end of a years-long process in substance use facility licensing regulations, and we have made some great strides. Those, there's a lot of us who've been working on that for many years. Many of you are in this room, and I thank you very much for all of your efforts. But we have, we have worked hard to keep the state from making your jobs even harder. So, um, and they have worked well with us. You know, we blast them at, a, at just drop of a hat, uh, telling them, you know, things that we don't like about what they're doing. I really do encourage you. They have worked hard with us to find compromise. Uh, and I really encourage you to, to give them some attaboys and some, you know, recognition for the hard work that they have done to, to compromise and to work with us. Um, and then the last thing, I'll just give a plug for Joe and the big Texas rally uh, for recovery. 
which will be October the 2nd. The really cool, this is the national rally. They have held this rally in Philadelphia. They've held it in New York City. They've held it in Washington, D.C. This year, the Dallas rally is designated as the national rally. So it's going to be fun. He just recruited Daniel Baldwin to come and speak at the national rally. Um, so put that on your calendars. It's Sunday, October the 2nd. It's going to be a great event. Thank you, Sherry. You're going to be missed as our <clears throat> uh, regional vice president. You have done great things for Texas. I want to bring up Kay Smith. She is our legislative chair for the Texas Association of Addiction Professionals to talk about our legislative advocacy work that we're doing and what's coming up. I just wanted to give everybody my email uh, address. I work with Sherry Layton at uh, La Hacienda. So my email address is K-A-Y-E-S-M-I-T-H at LaHacienda.com. If you are interested in leg legislation or advocacy in any shape, form, or fashion, um, please send me your uh, information, and we will let you know what's going on um, when we go to Austin in, what, February 2017, which is getting close. So... Um, I know you're all probably in here, most of you in here to see Mark, uh, but I'm glad you're here, and thanks for coming to the conference. Thank you, Kay. Now I'd like to introduce um, the young addiction professionals, Kevin Roberts and Jeremy Polito. They're going to talk a couple minutes about what the young professionals, young addiction professionals is. Hi, everybody. My name is Jeremy. Um, so... We got started close to two years ago. Um, somebody approached us with the idea of getting more young people involved um, on a higher scale, getting us organized, getting us together, and we were all for it. Um, he approached Kevin and I, and since then we've been reaching out tremendously, and we've built up to um, 30 to 40 members now. Um, Thank you. So what Young Addiction Professionals is, um, as of now, is a committee of TAP. Um, what we're doing is we're just bringing together people between the ages of about 18 to 35 who are working in the field um, to any capacity, whether that is CIs, um, students, nurses, techs, anybody who works in the field and has an interest of continuing that and staying connected we bring them in. Um, part of it is so that we can just have a place to feel a part of and connect, um, to be together, to have some fun. And we have a lot of fun, especially at the Lazy River over here. Um, and just come together and feel a lot more comfortable and have some advisement, have some people who can mentor us through and help us figure out what we're doing because we're lost half the time. Um, so we've gotten to do a cool few things this, uh, a few cool things this year, and I'll say those really quick, and I'm going to pass it over to Kevin. Um, through TAP, they've helped us out tremendously. Uh, this year, last year, um, we got to take about five people to Austin to do legislative advocacy. Um, since then, we've gotten to go to a couple of the different um, conferences. This past year, we went to Washington, D.C. There was eight of us there in attendance, um, and 
they threw us right into advocacy. It was a blast for most of us, and I don't think any one of us had ever been to Washington at all, period. And so it, it was quite an experience, um, and we're looking forward to doing it again next year and bringing even more than eight people. Um, so I'm going to let Kevin talk for a little bit about a little bit more about us, and um, if you'll have any questions afterward, feel free to ask. Um, my, for us, especially in this conference and really the last half of this year, has really been about being the future, being the future of the field, building up the field, learning from you guys, taking and, and, and growing as, as the field, as a community, not just where we work. Um, we don't want to get it lost that we just work where we work and we just work with who we work with. We work with everyone, and it's the community, it's the field that we work with that we're trying to grow in and be a part of and, and carry it on. Um, we, want to be, we want to be the legacy, and, and that's really where we're at right now with trying to move forward. Um, we do the fun, we do all those things, but we also, when it's time to do business, it's time to do business, and, um, and we really want to be the future. Um, if you have any questions, our booth is right out front. Anyone that falls in that demographic, please come and talk to us. Anyone else that would like to help, we also have information for that as well. Um, and we have T-shirts for sale, by the way. Um, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Kevin. They've been a great addition to the TAP board. I want to give you a little bit more information about the Texas, the Big Texas Rally. Uh, it is October 2nd, Ronald Kirk uh, pedestrian bridge 12 to 6 in Dallas, Texas. Michael Bonacelli, the director of the White House Office of National Drug Policy, and Brian Cuban will be there as well as William Moyers will be there. So please come. Joe, hold your hand up. Joe will have these out if you want the information. He will have those out. He's right there. Meet with him on that. And now I would like to introduce... Eric Button, he is the one that uh, is going to introduce Mark, who you have really come to here. Uh, pack tickets, yes. If you, st we, you still have not gotten your pack ticket, we're still selling those. We will uh, uh, go through tomorrow at noon, okay? Tomorrow at noon, we will have the drawing for the prizes of those. And now I'm going to turn it over to my new best friend, because he promised to take me up in his airplane, Eric Button. Hey, all right. So, it's kind of, do y'all feel the sway? We're, we're, on the, we're on the Lido deck, remember? Do y'all Did y'all remember your suntan lotion? Huh? You got your suntan lotion on? Good. Um, I want to also thank the Springboard Center. Y'all had some snacks, didn't you? Did y'all eat something in here? Springboard Center brought the food in. So Springboard's right back there. They're in Midland, Texas. Uh, I'm Eric Button. I'm with Burning Tree. We're long-term drug and alcohol treatment for men and women that need us. And uh, we're there for them. Not everybody needs us, but we're there for the ones that do. Um, I'm very honored to... Uh, Introduce Mark Lundholm. Um, I get to work quite a bit with him. He does some workshops for us with our clients at both of our facilities uh, in Austin and Dallas. 
And he also does a lot of work for another Texas program called the Park Memorial Herman. And uh, I want to I want to bring up Mark. And then I got I learned a little joke. Tap has their ship together. I got I got one. I got one. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Happy Friday, Texas. Texas, yeah. Texas, Texas. Thank you. Uh, I want to thank uh, Burning Tree Hashtag Long Term Works for sponsoring uh, in a generous fashion my appearance. I flew in this morning. Yesterday I was at the park all day. I do uh, seven, eight hours of clinical comical group with the patients, IOP, PHP, families at noon for an hour, and then the adolescents from six to seven. So I have no patience for you today at all. Uh, if you've never seen me work before, I'm a comedian by trade. That's what I do for a living. That's what it says on my tax return. But if you want to know the truth, if the line was long enough, I don't mean to trigger, trigger any 80s cokeheads, but if the line was long enough, normal people don't laugh right there. It's okay. Don't worry about it. If the line on the tax return was long enough, I would write man with a broken brain, mental illness, addiction, in parentheses, who's learned how to market that disability as a skill so I could pay a lot of child support. That's what I would write. Thanks, that's the most expensive joke of the day right there. Uh, that one cost me 11000 a month, so I'm going to tell it whenever I can. Now, two things happen right there. Men go, damn. Women go, I got the wrong baby daddy. So if you are offended easily, it's going to be a rough 45 minutes for you right now. I'm going to use a lot of adult language moving forward. I can say whatever I want tonight. You can say whatever you want to a patient, client, family, kid caught in a crossfire, the collateral damage of this disease. But uh, what we choose to use for language usually gets us a lot farther if it's gentle. So I said that to put you off your comfort zone. I'm going to use a lot of adult language, words like uh, commitment, parenting, 401K, <laughs> prostate exam. There's a whole bunch of, thanks for laughing at that, young lady. Which joke are you just getting, hon? Some of us aren't right on time, are we? Marijuana slows down the haha, doesn't it? So I know there are normal people here, normal people. How many people by applause have never seen me work live, ever, ever seen me work live before? By applause. See, the pot smokers raise their hand. So, and how many have seen me work at a conference or somewhere live before? So, okay. Very kind. Now, that sounded uh, a little bit uh, like grandstanding, maybe for the second opinion where the woos were, but we have a working relationship, you and I. I'm a cherry picker. I got no CEUs to my name. I never graduated from anything except county, and I got no letters. Not, normal people don't laugh at the county joke right there. Normal people go, what county? <laughs> I have the luxury, the opportunity, the responsibility attached to that to address large bodies of, of people who are at least, at least trying to be less ignorant about a disease that wants us to stay smart. So I use a lot of recovery stuff in my normal comedy. I, I do about nine different kinds of work. That's a Cadillac complaint. My son, who's nine, will tell me, Dad, you're never home for the important days at school. And primarily, I'm injured, uh, fractured. It's a platinum problem I have, travel and uh, watching him grow up or watching us grow up together. I'm about a five-year-old emotionally most of the day. I don't know about you. Uh, I do a little test in the morning. You ever drive through a high fire area or a fire area where, uh, like Northern California where I live, uh, in the summertime they have this gauge at all the national parks and some of the highways. 
It'll say fire damage today. Then it has a little scale. It says low. It says moderate. It says high and danger. I have one of those internally every day. Some days I get out of bed and it's danger. I know I shouldn't speak till about 12.30. I'm a fractured boy in a man's body. At 57 years old, I've run out of excuse to behave like the five-year-old. So what I'll try to tell the clients yesterday, I had a great time yesterday at the park with the patients. Uh, I had 180 of them all day for, for eight hours. Uh, do that without putting your own eye out. Um, those are clinicians laughing right there, I guarantee you. If you're admin or a CEO, you have no idea what they go through. I told the park patients yesterday, I've been with you for four hours. It's almost lunchtime. I've been with you four hours, and I couldn't do you two days in a row. I don't have the sand or the spirituality or God's given lens to look at you healthy after a while. If I was a clinician working with your crew all week, I would go home on Friday so frustrated I would chew off my own nutsack at 530. <laughs> I'm 57. I'd hire somebody, let's be honest. But I would, I would, I would literally, I would literally be so, so frustrated with the defiance and the non-compliance and the clients who don't want to, well, they don't want to know but except what they know. So I'll tell them during the day, if you want to know what you know, you're going to go where you go. And if you want to go where you go, how can we help you? Why don't you give that bed up to somebody who needs it? Because we're not running out of customers here. Every time you ask a, a client, patient, inmate to extend, well, inmates kind of extend their own stay, don't they? So... <laughs> I wrote that center right. I'm funny today, man. I feel good. I took a nap today. Anybody else get in? No. Okay, so I'm going to move on. Um, I, I, I will ask them, if they are asking you to extend your stay, which is, which is one of the reasons I got hired. I got 27 clients around the planet, 10 different countries, where I get to go and they give me their soldiers, families, adolescents, inmates, patients. They give them to me all day, and I'm not a clinician. I'm just funny, but funny works when you're talking about this disease, and funny is different for us than normal people. I'll give you an example. If you're normal, you'll know, all right? Normal people hear the word sentence, they think words. <laughs> the people who laughed didn't think words. Normal people don't drive drunk, it's illegal. I know, right? <laughs> Look at some of this crew. Well, how far were they going? <laughs> Normal people don't snort meth. It's painful to your face. Yeah. There's people over here going, yeah, but it's a good pain. <laughs> Normal people don't, uh, they, they don't speak like we did. They don't think like we do. They don't act like we will. And they don't have the history of mystery that we do when it comes to family. Dysfunctional, yeah. That's the nice antiseptic Bactine way to say it. That's how they told me in court, you know, dysfunctional, trauma survivor. We make nice, shiny names for stuff that we wouldn't wish on our worst enemy or cellmate. Or There's a whole bunch of stuff that I don't have to hide from anymore. Not in this room, certainly. You won't hear me curse today, not one time, but you'll be offended anyway by six because you're fragile people. If you're offended right now, you're who I'm talking to. <laughs> now, I'll back up here, shift down in a second. That was my way of taking you on as far as where you're at right now. Fire danger high, danger moderate, 
low. You can't hurt my feelings. If you talk to me like I talk to me, I might have more respect for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm brutal up here. I'm brutal. ADD? Yeah. ADHD? Yeah. I'm 57. When I was a kid, they called it hyper. You didn't have, you didn't have any, any letters. Every generation now, they add a letter. ADPHD for smart kids. And uh, <laughs> ADGED for the slower kids, right? <laughs> ADDD for bigger women. But they have a bunch of different... They have a bunch of different... Who clapped for that over here? Was that you, man? God bless. I forgot I was in Texas, sir. <laughs> Your doctor is amazing. I think that... Um, I, I think, thanks for clapping for that, brother. You want to look? You want to take a peek? Yeah, cheers. Yeah, what are, you, what are you drinking? Wine? You know what? Texas discovered how to get people to the 5 o'clock show on a Friday. <laughs> Free olives. That was a... Who knew? Who knew? Nobody knew that, right? On Wednesday, I did this version, uh, uh, the, the, the Kansas version of this conference. Next week, it's, it's California. It's actually Southern California. They do two in California because uh, North and South, uh, although they share the same home, they don't speak to each other. It's like growing up with my parents. But we, we, we have uh, Kansas. I did uh, Mississippi last week, Kansas on Wednesday. Uh, today is Texas, and next week is California for the app people, you know, the, the, the Association, Association of Addiction Professionals. Well, I'm not one of you. I, I, I've never been a board member, and, and I, don't have the, I don't have the acumen that you do to do the work that you do the way you do. But when we do this together, I'm going to challenge you before 6 o'clock with something I want you to do Monday when you go back to work. Not because I'm any big deal, but because the clients are a big deal. And they'll notice. They'll notice if you do it. I promise. Humor has a way of removing shame, lessening the threat, and inviting trust. They'll tell me things yesterday they've never told their parents or their priests. They'll do it in eight minutes. They'll do it at a break where everybody goes out to get fresh air through a filter. You know what I mean? If you're one of those people, good for you. If you, if you smoke and you're healthy and you're in the business of mental health, good for you. you just go ahead and nicotine it away, right? I'm not a smoker. I was a heroin addict. I had boundaries, right? <laughs> smoking is bad for you. We knew that. I'll, I'll go down on a hooker, but I'm not smoking, right? There's no Surgeon General's warning on a hooker. I looked. So, <laughs> normal people aren't laughing right now at all. All right. At least four people in here went, he needs Jesus, right? <laughs> right? Who doesn't, right? So, here's what I'll say. I'm trying to find a good light spot here. This is like looking for crack in a crack house with, in the dark right now. Look at the normal people. I heard that crack is bad. Yeah. Well... The challenge will come before six. I'm going to save it till the end because it's, it's, a, it's a potent way to get whoever you're working with, even private practice, if you're, if, if you're going to make an attempt to take them outside the box, maybe we get outside the box first. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. Now, I get hired for the same reason I don't get hired by a lot of facilities. I got no filter. None. This is PG-35 tonight. It is. If you're under 35, there's just certain language and content you weren't allowed. Did that light go up or do I have brain tumor now? What happened? <laughs> Stop it. That's. You got me, brother. You ever wish somebody'd relapse right behind a curtain? Um, so, so I was talking about uh, PG 35. Yeah, if you're under 35, I see some of y'all under 35. Language and content tonight you weren't alive for. You, you don't remember Boone's Farm. 
Yeah, normal people don't woo right there. They don't. <laughs> Look at the kids. Third, was it a farm? No, not really. But a lot of animals. That, let me tell you. Uh, you don't remember Ford Country Squire station wagon? Where they had a seat facing out the back window. Parents put their ugliest child looking at traffic. It discouraged tailgaters. You know, you'd come up on a car. Oh, God, help us. You don't remember MacGyver? Who made a pot pipe out of a tube sock? You don't remember MacGyver? You're the normal people. I don't remember that episode. You don't remember black Michael Jackson. You have no idea. That kid was beautiful. You also don't remember quaaludes or cross tops or pink hearts. Yeah, look at this. I don't know if there's any normal people in here tonight. I'm really. Let's find out. Let's find out. You want to know who's whom in the room? Yeah, let's find out who the normal people are. Take a look around as I do this. Don't look at me. Take a look around here, right? Ready? Normal people know the names of everyone they've ever slept with sexually. Look around. Look around. Look who's just staring at you like you killed a cat. Look at the guys with wide eyes going, damn. They got good memories, I guess. I That's okay. You, you go ahead. Ma'am, this isn't group, okay? All right. So, so what I will invite you to do tonight anyway is maybe, maybe, maybe just to reinforce our strength as a community uh, because this disease is worldwide. There's 7 billion of us, and most of us don't have this disease. Most people don't. That's a medical fact. Most people aren't addicted to anything. They don't have the luxury of choice. Most people on this planet, I don't know if you've ever been outside this country, but not everybody wants to come to this country. They're perfectly happy where they are. They get to bed with a God they trust, safe and fed. That's their day. They're not addicted to caffeine or Pokemon Go or anything like that. I figured out how we get kids involved in the recovery process. We make an addict Pokemon. That's what we do. What would he look like? It'd have to be a he, because if you made it a she, she would start running the whole game. So it it would... uh, God bless you. Now, if you didn't laugh at that, check yourself, lady, really. If you spot it, you brought it. Okay, that's all I'm going to say, sister. So let, let me, it, that's rationalizing my poor behavior. Okay, we know that. You're the clinicians. So let me ask you this. What did you do this week to enjoy who you are and what you're doing this week? Now, that's a question I ask myself all day. What did I do this week to enjoy myself as I am in what I'm doing, because what I do doesn't define me. Who I am allows me to do all I do. I had it backwards for years. If my name was on a marquee, it was better. It was, if I did TV finally, it was better. There was always a better. I'm got, I got to be better by doing that. Nothing changed. Nothing changed in here. You taught me that who I am allows me to do more by being better. Not more is better. Better becomes more. I'm a better dad. I'm more available to my kid. Uh, I'm a better man. I'm, I'm extremely friendly. My, my ex-wife and I, the plaintiff, we are best friends. <laughs> Thanks for laughing at that. that. Divorce will teach you things like fractions. So we, <laughs> yeah, when Grayson, when, when our boy was in first grade, he goes, Dad, what's one half? I said, get in the car. We'll drive by your mom's. <laughs> Show you what one half the stuff looks like. We were Catholics, so we got an annulment. An annulment, that's the Catholic version of the lemon law right there. You, you just turn it in, right? I got a bad one. All right, there's more in the lot. Come out Sunday. There's new and used. Be careful of the used because they're really used, okay? 
That's my favorite part of the show, my favorite part, where you find out who the codependents are. <laughs> codependents have a mating call in public. Aww. Oh, that's an Al-Anon in heat right there. Aww. Yeah, yeah that's what they, they can't, they just can't, you can't help it, I know. It just comes out of you, you know? It's, it's like, it's like uh, pus out of an abscess. It just comes out of you, right? How, how was, how's the food today? Pretty good? Is it all right? Okay. Yeah, aw. If you're an addict alcoholic, a primary abuser and user of other people, right? And you hear, aw. Isn't your first thought kind of, <laughs> What do they look like? They sound vulnerable. Maybe they still have dental insurance and a fixed address. <laughs> Nothing hotter than a fixed address, is there, right? I'm drooling. I'm thinking about it so much right now. <laughs> so as I'm navigating the landscape of what the addiction professionals must feel like a lot more than I do, to be fair to you, I don't know how some of you don't grieve more than you do. Listen, you know the depth you know that stuff. I, I read the, I read the uh, DSM-5 to go to sleep on a plane. That's as close as I get, right? Boy, I go out quick. That and the PDR. I get the PDR almost memorized. Because there's always some new name, right? Molly K2 bath salts, bars and dabs. When I was a kid, dab was Brill Cream. It was it. Little one will do you. Right? Yeah, like you and I would care anymore, right? <laughs> Look at the young people. What is he talking about? <laughs> you have no idea. You didn't buy shopping bags full of marijuana for $8. <laughs> Shove all that into a fanny pack and sneak into Ario Speedwagon. You didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. What I try to remember is that I am a appetizer. I'm like a, 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 maybe a, I don't know, an elementary school basketball coach. I can get you to the ninth grade. I can do that with this disease and the healing and the, the invitation to better yourself with your clients, inmates, patients, one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Uh, I have hundreds of whiteboard exercises. I've got tons of original material. I've got hours of content because I have made it a passion to talk to people like, like you don't. I don't have personal disclosure boundaries. I'm not afraid to take a risk. Uh, there are certain places that won't hire me because it's too Tabasco. Now, I know how to talk to a group of people. I've been doing that since I was a broken little criminal kid. I know how to manipulate a room full of people. Any addict does. I know how to adjust when it's not my control. Any addict and abused trauma survivor kid does. There are certain gifts and skills that we are allowed to develop because they were designed by God to be used differently. That's all. I'll tell all that. Here's a shortcut for you if you're working with the crew. Tell them that when they leave your care, it's not going to get better. The expectation is lower then. I'll tell them all the time. It's not going to get better when you leave the park. It's not going to get better when you leave the lodge in Austin, Burning Tree. It's not going to get better. It's going to get different. If you survive different, it'll be better. Different comes first. I have to tell them like that because expectations are, well, they're killer. AA will tell you that. NA, that's all we are is expectations. Now, I know there's 12-steppers in here. I'm not going to have to 
have the normal people drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not pimping for any program. I go to AA and then I'm bisexual. I go to both. So I, I have, <laughs> have different groups. I've been to Al-Anon, Naranon, uh, CODA, CODA severely codependent. I'm a codependent kid to the core. One of the things I'll tell the clients or the patients, the inmates is, your core is codependency. I don't want you to wait five years of meetings before you find that out. I need to be needed. And when I feel unnecessary, I need something else to remind me I'm needy. That's all that is. I'm a doormat. It looks like a doorbell. That's just me. Thanks for getting that. That was new. I'm, I, I, maybe I'll keep it. I don't know. Maybe California won't see it. I don't know. I, what do you think, buddy? You're, the, you're in charge. No, don't, don't pass the buck there. What are you, a supervisor? All right. All right. Sorry. That was a little aggressive. I'm sorry. That was, that was a little, that's a tense step. I promptly apologize, right? <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was talking about now. Oh, the little shortcut. Uh, different becomes better if you survive the different. I'll also tell them that the light at the end of the tunnel they're looking for is them. You're the light at the end of the tunnel. You're the light in the tunnel. You were the light before you got in the tunnel. You just dimmed yourself. Good news, bad news about light in the tunnel. Good news, you're the light at the end of the tunnel. Bad news, there's always another tunnel. Always. Recovery is not the absence of addiction or the abnormal thinking. It's the ability to navigate through challenge or choice without losing my clean time, my sobriety, whatever you want. Tomato, tomato, I don't care. It's like Caribbean or Caribbean. What do you, what do you say? They both work, right? Because that's our theme. I thought you had to use the word high. That was funny. High seas. You, you can't get let, let go of that high, can you? What is this, Colorado? Are you crazy, right? I'll also tell them that this, and, and you, you can have, beg, borrow any of this stuff. I, I, I don't own any of this stuff. All the DVDs I have, the series I have, none of those are copyrighted. My management writes that on there to scare you. I don't copyright anything because I don't own this. She does. Now, if that bothered you, my God's a she. Great opportunity daily. G-O-D, God. First syllable of goddess. That's who I owe my recovery to. She gave me a nudge or a kick or a punch in the face. Yeah, that's mine. I'm an addict. I don't pay attention to whispers all the time. She curses at me once in a while. She laughs so hard I try to keep up. That's worked for me for 27 years. We don't have to argue about faith here. Your place of grace guaranteed, just like mine. But I'll tell the clients, patients, inmates, when you get out of here, this residential IOP, extended care, connected to the alumni situation, when you're on your own out there, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to change your behavior, change your sobriety date. One of those is going to change. That makes it real simple for them. They don't care about CBT. They don't care about doing exercises and work and digging with trauma for the whatever treasure they're finding in the dirt there because an addict's nature is soon we find a little box of trauma treasure there. Because for me, trauma's a gift. I've learned how to forgive. We don't know that there's bigger boxes down there underneath the little box we found first. I dig. Trauma survivor. My dad was a rapist. Surviving that and protecting my sister and my younger brothers, I was the oldest of five, you know. That was a gift. I learned what, I got a not-to-do list a mile long as a father. What a gift that was. But in the eighth step, I forgave me first. I'm the most important person in my life. That's the way that way there are persons in my life. I know you know this stuff, but the language is super simple. You ever go to work and not want to go to work? You ever phone it in? 
clap. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes back there. The guy's like, okay, what are you, new? Yeah, every Monday. Well, consider this. The people you're dealing with, the weekend was where they worked. Monday is their day of rest. Maybe there's only energy from one person in that room. We used to say TGIM in my family because the weekends were so busy, I had to go to back to work to get some rest or back to school to get some rest. I didn't sleep from Thursday to Monday morning. I was an up guy, coke, crank, meth, CMA, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And I would, I would do heroin to come down. I would do alcohol to come down because you walk in like this to the liquor store, they watch that guy. He's not going to steal a bottle if he can grab it, right? Shoot, I was up and down, up and down. I would go to a CA meeting early on in recovery. You have to go to AA to take the edge off. It was crazy. <laughs> Thanks for clapping for that. That's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, I like the, the, the fact that there's a, a, a Texas largeness to this, you know? Um, I, I've worked in Texas for uh, probably 25 of my 27 years sober. I, I Lone Star NA and a bunch of facilities around here. Here's what I love about the state of Texas that I don't find another place. I'm not saying that because I'm in Texas. Now, if you have trust issues, I know what your first thought was. Oh, he says that everywhere. No, no, no. I'm saying that because I'm in Texas. This is where it is, and it's the truth here. I don't find it in Arkansas. I didn't find it in Maine. I haven't seen it in New York. The facilities here work together. You refer to each other. You'll have dinner, three or four companies because, well, David Smith's paying for it. That's just what you do, right? Thanks for laughing at that, Eric Button. God bless you, Eric Button. Aren't you grateful? It's the best we could do is a pun. Really? Really? Look at he's, he's like this. This is this is Eric Button. Hi. I've known him a long time. He's become a very, very dear friend. Okay, six of us have known him a long time. <laughs> he's, he's one of the best people on the planet. Way past the marketing. He's a, he's a badass marketer, right? I, 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 uh, I know that they're headhunting you all over the country, brother. You're very loyal to stay with Burning Tree, right? I love that place, Burning Tree. They get it long term. David's big on God and 12 steps. That's what he did. God in the steps. God in the steps. That's what they did in the beginning. Now, if, you got, if you're not a God person, if you're agnostic, Right, or atheist, happy accident in your favor, right? I don't know what you're doing in Texas if you're an atheist. That's, that's wrong. How'd you get out of the house today? Texas big on God. Big on God and guns. <laughs> and if you don't believe in God, we will shoot you. <laughs> but you get along here. You work together. This is an integrated system here in Texas for treatment. I've watched people work together that I, don't, I, I know wouldn't even speak to each other a lot of times. I ain't got to like you to work with you. I don't have to know you to love you. I don't have to respect you to listen to your, your time when you talk. I know that stuff now. I didn't know that when I was young and dumb and 10 feet tall and bulletproof and just out of jail. I didn't know that. You taught me that. The professionals said, if you want... <laughs> it's okay, man. Well, no, we know you're here. Um, God bless you. That's you. You want to hear it? This is what I was thinking just now. No, my, my goddess just said, uh-uh. She said, uh-uh. So, yeah. That's where she said to go. She did. Uh, I, I, I love the fact that the professionals like you will take your time and tell me 
how to become me by forgiving me. I'll draw a little binary tree on a whiteboard for the clients or patients or inmates. or The ones we love to teach how to love themselves. I'll draw a binary tree. At the top of one of them, it has an X. It's a dead end. At the top of the other one, it has another binary tree. I'll tell them, you've got two things you can do. You can forgive the addict you were or become the addict you were. There is no third choice, no gray, no middle. I don't want to be the perp. I'm tired of being that guy. Brutal, vicious, underhanded, slippery. All those things were based on strength, courageous, creative, and stubborn. You got a stubborn client. Tell him to aim it at the disease next time it invites him to relapse, not you. I got gifts and skills and answers for everybody. I've been doing that since I was a four-year-old loudmouth in school. She just gave me a different way to do it. So my disease isn't heroin, which I found comforting. Alcohol, which was necessary at five years old to start drinking, to put out the flame of shame for what was going on in my house. Uh, cocaine, which was absolutely vital if you had a job in the 1980s. Uh, marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> my brother, you know what I'm talking about? He's <laughs> looking at them, both of them. Yeah, what'd you do for a living? I sold Coke. How about that, right? All right. Uh, so let's see. Marijuana, which was artificial intellect. Right? You ever talk to a smart person? You ever talk to a person on weed? They're brilliant for a minute. I'm, I'm not kidding you. They're so aware. And then all of a sudden, this is my version of a pot person. Tell me this isn't true. Dude, let me tell you. you, know, you wait, what? <laughs> this isn't my hotel. Wait, what's my favorite thing? It's my favorite thing. I got a T-shirt that says, I'm not judging, I'm just saying. I got other T-shirts on the website that we sell. The two favorite ones I've ever designed or thought of are coming out this fall. One is, wait, what? <laughs> the other one, in California, that 72-hour involuntary hold, Baker Act in Florida, is a 5150 in Northern California. 5150. I got a T-shirt coming out that says, 5149 and a half. Don't push me. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that's right. I can't wait, right? So my disease was uh, DNA related. Uh, my DNA is not like normal people. Normal people have a DNA that says uh, dioxyribonucleic acid, right? All I heard was acid. I thought, how lucky they are. Have acid in them already, right? My DNA stands for does not adjust. Not to a different chemical, vocation, location, or partner. I've changed partners. I've had multiple partners. I've lived in multiple locations. I've had four jobs at one time. Didn't keep any of them after 48 hours. Normal people don't laugh right there. I was a telemarketer for 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, because my disease isn't substance abuse. It's abuse of the substance she gave me. I'm so smart I can't learn. I'm such an emotional person I can't tell you how I feel. I'm so energetic, I won't move from one stuck, sick spot for years. And I'm so gifted, I refuse to share. God gave us the ability to wire ourselves backward from normal, so we just keep what's sick, give away what's real, and stay on the bottom and be comfortable. That's my brain, broken brain that says I don't have a broken brain. My first thought's always wrong. FTW, first thought wrong, that's how I make a living. 
I have a lens that looks at life that's cynical, sarcastic, depressed. Cracked and clouded that lens. My DNA. It's not my fault, but it sure is my privilege. First thought wrong. First thought wrong when I was talking about your phone. That was your phone ringing. Right? It, correct? And, and you had to have help turning it off. <laughs> the hell do you do for a living? <laughs> Good Lord, ma'am. Look at the codependence. Oh, I'll leave her alone. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, she's laughing hard. You mind your own olives there. I'm just I'm teasing in a way. That's my version of bless your heart, by the way. It is. I'm, I'm teasing in a way. That's my version of bless your heart. I love texting. Bless your heart. Did you just call me a name? That's the AA version of keep coming back. Keep coming back doesn't always mean that. Keep coming back can mean, God, if I was your sponsor, I'd run you over in the parking lot. <laughs> First thought wrong. Second thought worse. Third thought, wow, horrible. Fourth thought, worst one yet. Have a fifth one. That's terrible. Let's go back to number one. It's the safest of the insane. First thought wrong. That's what they get. You got CBT. I got do the opposite of first thought wrong. It's a quicker shortcut for clients who don't want to think past one thought. I'm going to leave treatment early. I got this. If I, that wasn't my drug of choice. I don't even say drug of choice when I'm addressing them. I say drug of no choice. Drug of choice sounds like you had options and you know you did not. I'll have them raise their hand in the beginning. How many of you don't have a gambling problem? Bunch of hands. I'll say, what would you call the way you drank and used and chose partners? Now we got no hands in the air. I can make this simpler because I'm not a, a very educated guy. I'm an intelligent person. She gave me a great big brain that's still broken. So, first thought wrong, I make a living. I've written for other people you do know really well. I like to write. There's four kinds of comedians. There's a storyteller. There's a joke writer. There's an observer and carrot top. Right? You only got four. And the last one doesn't really count. But <laughs> you know what my first thought was right now? He's got a big pyramid in Vegas. You know, a billionaire. Read me? You know where I am on Friday? I forget too. San Antonio. That's where I'm at. <laughs> right? No offense. San Antonio. I wrote this joke. San Antonio. I did the World Convention. AA International in San Antonio was here. Uh, and the NA as well. It was here. It was great. And I came on, you ever meet somebody who goes, wait, what, about everything? Your clients probably, wait, what? Okay, groups at 10, we're going to break at 11.30, we come back at 1.30, there's a paper for you to sign, I want you to, they go, wait, wait, what? <laughs> if you said this to them, I'll meet you tomorrow at 3.30 behind the liquor store, there's a dumpster there, on the second level of the thing, there's a little bag, it's pink, they go, got it, got everything, right there. <laughs> Crazy. We're selective, selective hearing, selective intelligence, selective retention, selective patience, selective. Yeah, we're the kind of people that are going, we'll get a whole bunch of tattoos and then say, I'm afraid of commitment. Seriously, I can't do it. <laughs> we'll flunk out of math class in fifth grade, but we can make a pot pipe out of a fish. <laughs> we'll masturbate for an hour, but we have no time to floss. I'm not judging, I'm just saying. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ma'am, was it something I said? Seriously? Was it? Was it? I, I, okay, all right. You, no, it's okay. Floss and then come back. Um, we, we, 
Too much? Was that too much? I'm sorry. I got, okay, mommy, mommy. All right. <laughs> Thanks for sponsoring him, burning tree. Right? Uh, my first thought's wrong. My first 50 might be wrong. I've had years of long, wrong, strong, wrong thoughts. I've had resentments forever, it seemed like, for a one-and-done item. That's because my memory is selective. But I'm a forgiving guy these days. Forgiving my father prevented me from becoming my father. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really good, sound, kind, fair dad. I don't yell. Uh, I, I won't raise my voice. I'll lower my volume and raise my standards in the same sentence. I can show my boy how to have a redwood tree for a spine and a lot of vocabulary behind his teeth, and the two don't have to match up and bury somebody. I'm vicious. I can be, first thought. When I was five, I didn't know how to fight. By the time I was seven, that's all I wanted to do. By the time I was nine, I could put my dad in a corner using sentences. He would cry over his knees on the floor. We have gifts that we use as weapons until we shine them up and aim them right. First thought wrong is a handicap for some. For me, it's how I make a living. San Antonio. I said to the, uh, the opening line for the international convention, the comedy set, I said, thank you. My name's Mark. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Mark. I said, I felt a little guilty flying into San Antonio because I flew in from Santa Ana Airport. I'm not kidding. That's a true story. That's okay. A whole bunch of them went, hey, wait, what? I'm not kidding. I threw it out there trusting them. I fell in the crowd, and they let me just hit the ground, right? The second joke was, I, 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 it's one of my favorite places to see, is the Alamo. Over 200 guys died that day. 60 of them were in the gift shop. It was, it was really sad. <laughs> I could do this all day, right? But I don't need to because this disease has a way of providing material once it's through the grist mill and we've ground it down to the fine little, oh yeah, first thought wrong. First thought wrong, heroin was okay, manageable for a while. It worked till it didn't work, and then I did it anyway. First thought wrong, I don't have a sexual addiction. First thought wrong, I'm just a relationship guy. I'm friendly, right? <laughs> so I went to an SA meeting, right? SA meeting. I didn't actually go in. I helped some lady relapse in the parking lot, but um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was service. It was service. Yeah. 13th step, carrying a message naked. You know, we do that. It was all right. She was in a white van. So, so the thing is this. Was that too much? Am I in trouble? Okay. It's hard not to laugh at that, isn't it? Do you feel bad? Ma'am, I got to ask you right now. Do you feel bad laughing at that? Not at all? Okay. Tell me where you work so we can avoid sending people there, right? No. Just kidding. T to let it go. Okay. So wh where do you feel guilty about laughing at what is honestly very true? And we're a little bit like EMT's first responders. I work with all those people. I work with POAs. I get to work with firefighters. This disease doesn't care what you do for a living, what zip code, uh, what, what, what kind of uh, IQ level you have. It doesn't care about what kind of car you drove last, what hood ornament was on the front of it. It doesn't care. I'm more open-minded than the disease I have. I don't care a hoot about sections. I don't care about segments. I know levels. Levels of everything. Tell your clients there are levels of recovery. There's getting there. There's being in recovery, and there's living that way. 
living that way takes at least five years. It takes at least five, in my experience. Women sometimes faster, men definitely slower in this case. Six and a half years before I heard the sound. Head pops out of your ass, right around five years. <laughs> I'm not kidding, you wipe, it pops out for some reason. I know where I was, I know what I was doing, and I go, oh, wow! Look at the universe, I'm a part of it, not the center of it. About six and a half years, and my life changed. Again, I live sober. Tell them this if you want. If you've got to keep it a secret, don't do it. That'll change their whole life. That's how I live. If I can't tell Grayson, my nine-year-old, if I can't tell him, i got three kids from three different moms. I used to do a lot of poking locals when I was touring. But i got a 28-year-old, you okay, man? You all right? She's like, just when I start to like him. I do that to manipulate the men in the room. Because you start talking about smart or heart with a bunch of guys, the testosterone rises and puts them to sleep. They just... And sleep, blue shirt. Right? The only reason he's still awake is he's sitting with eight goddesses. Maybe he's gay. I don't know. Are you? I don't care. Gay, straight, God loves you. I do too. Heterosexual, you're perfect. Homosexual, perfect. Bisexual, you're greedy. Knock it off. Make a decision, you whore. Right? right? I, I don't really care, right? I don't. I'm only gay when I drink Jack Daniels, but I really like Jack Daniels, let me tell you that. Okay, this might be my coming out party. Hello, Texas. So, remind me to tell you the, the story about the DFW airport, please. Uh, Eric, will you remind me? DFW airport. Remind me before I go. I'm going I'm to wind this up in about 15 minutes or so. Cool. What do you guys do after this? Nothing. Nothing. Dinner, okay. Aren't you full of olives? <laughs> Every time I see a jar of olives now, I'm going to go, what was the name of the place? What? I'm, I know I'm not pointing over here. I'm not cross-eyed. I'm pointing right there. <laughs> Quit trying to rescue people. All right. Let them struggle. Aw. Aw, they're having trouble responding. It's like somebody reading the 12th tradition at an AA meeting. You ever, you ever lose your mind? You ever know fire damage is danger when they, they go, number 12, anonymity, 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 you go, Jesus Christ, get mighty. I'll buy you a 12-pack. Stop reading. Keep coming back, man. Bless your heart. First thought wrong. How we doing? We okay? Ma'am, I got a t-shirt for you. It says, first thought wrong. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a bunch of stuff afterwards. I got DVD series that are PG rated and all this. Anybody use the DVD stuff where they work? Do they? Okay. I'm honored that you would put that work in front of people you love as much as you do. I love that stuff. I, thank you for saying that. What I'm allowed to do is, is go places live and in person, and then the DVD stuff goes everywhere I can't or haven't yet. You know, I'm honored to be able to say that. Um, in that light, what she did for me, uh, what he does for you, what they do for us, if you're an atheist, the truth is, and that's the substitute I use when I'm working for uh, clients, inmates, patients who, who have a God trouble. God is a hurdle for them. I'll say, okay, take, 
higher power, power greater than yourself, take it out of the steps and insert the words, the truth. Step two becomes came to believe that the truth could restore sanity. We got an argument? No. Made a decision to turn my will and my life over the truth as I understood it. Okay. Step five, admit it to the truth, to ourselves. Not, okay, we're good. I designed that because I have a sponsee, he got 18 years now, who can't stand the fact that there is no God. He hates that idea. But he's been clean 18 years and he sponsors six other guys. Good dad, nice man, broken boy like me, had the same dad I had. Different dad, same dad. I just found a God that works for me. Now, if you're an atheist, I didn't mean to fracture you with the truth, but you're going to hell anyway, so who cares, really, seriously. <laughs> Listen, I said all that to say this. First thought wrong, uh, I forgot what I was talking about before I interrupted myself there with another story. I'm going to do the DFW thing. Sorry? My kid? Yeah, thank you, right? Uh, I forget what part I was. Oh, yeah, I don't yell at him, right? Thank you. I got a 28-year-old daughter. I got an 18-year-old son. I got a 9-year-old boy. Every 10 years, I make a child, it seems. Right? Uh, I'm about due this weekend. Seriously. <laughs> right. Anybody want to go to coffee? <laughs> but, that's, if you're a normal person, I just slip one past you there. Normal people, uh, that's the AA pickup line. AA pickup line for the 13th step. 13th step is carrying a message naked to a newcomer, right? Well, I'll tell people, don't, don't, no 13th step. No, no selfie stick. No 13th step. Don't, don't just go right to 14. Bang an old timer. That's okay, right? <laughs> You know who claps for that? Old-timers. They love that joke right there. They go, ha, ha, oh, ha, 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 let me breathe, let me breathe. I don't yell at Grayson. Uh, it, 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 he's got PTSD for noise. We think it was conception. But he, he's, he's a PTSD noise kid, right? I don't yell at my ex-wife because it's unproductive and, and cruel, right? She said to me one time, all I hear is noise when you do that. My first thought was wrong. My second thought was defend myself. My third was attack viciously, verbally. My fourth was, I, I need to walk away. Just, I said, can you give me a minute? She goes, that's what works. Distance from the drama. Because, man, I want to get in and dig up a new trouble. That's just the way I was made. Distract, blame and shame, point my finger, burn you with a blame thrower and run the other way. That's just what I do. I love it. But I don't love it. So I'll tell them, first thought wrong, plant your feet, take a breath, and touch all your teeth with your tongue before you speak to me again. Client, kid, sponsee, plant my feet. God gave you a big round globe that's balanced. Use it. I'm not moving. Take a breath, the one you need, not the one that looks good or the one you thought about. That one. And I touch my teeth with my tongue before I talk. I count them all. And if I'm not passive aggressive, I do it from the inside of my teeth. <laughs> you guys are good, man. Grayson told me one time, he goes, Dad, your words were very nice, but your face was still mean. My first thought was, why did I ever have sex with your mother, ever? Why, did, why couldn't she have said no that afternoon, right? So... As I'm troubling myself with punishing myself early on in recovery, what you did for me was invite me to, invite me to forgive me to become me. Not the me I told you about, not the court me, not the, not the spousal me, not the, the, the uh, uh, I owe the world me, not the victim me. 
I wanted to stop perpetrating what was perpetrated on me years ago. Nobody harmed me longer than I did. You taught me that. I'll draw a perp cycle on the board for them. Perp, victim, pain, remedy. Cycle. Perp, victim, pain, remedy. They're in the middle, and they're all four. I'm the perp. I'm the victim. I want pain. I'll provide my own remedy. I got this. I got a brain that says do it yourself. Don't tell anybody. A secret is safe with you. No, definition of a secret is nobody knows. I got tired of being nobody. If I can't tell Grayson I did it on the road, I don't do it on the road, period. Since he was born. I've been doing that since I was 15 years clean. He's only nine. About 12 years. No secrets from nobody on the road. Recovery for me is doing honor to myself and recovery when you're not watching me. That's my commitment to me. Otherwise, I split myself and I need sugar or uh, cigars or golf or uh, food. Let's see, I've been addicted to reality TV, uh, working out, not working out, napping. Uh, let's, what else? Uh, uh, gosh, I don't know. Oh, caffeine, certainly. I'm a coffee guy. I don't, I'm not an addict. I drink it to stop the headaches, but I... Uh, <laughs> I'll be over here afterwards at this little table here. I've got wristbands that say First Thought Wrong, and i got DVD series that are uh, three discs for three different levels of treatment and family and treatment, and there's a bunch of nice stuff over there. You don't have to buy anything, but uh, I want you to know it's there. The park also has a booth out there. they got a board game to sell and they got, that I designed. It's a fun the board game. Anybody ever played the board game before? Did you have a good time? Jane? Yeah. Oh, today? Okay, congratulations. I, I guess the park doesn't drug test their employees, huh? That, all right. That, that was my first thought. Was that wrong? All right, let me tell you this one story, and then we're going we're gonna, to uh, break it up. I, I'll, I'll, uh, I got questions I can answer over there, not that I have any. I have a workbook, too. I don't know if you looked at this, but there's a workbook that comes with a brand-new DVD. brand-new DVD is called Recovery Humor 101. It's one of the best things I've ever been allowed to do. It's a 40-minute disc that you put in, and you can leave the room. That's the one clinicians have been asking me to do for years. It's whiteboard. It's live group. It's interactive. It's a recording of 40 minutes, chopped pieces of a live group. It moves real fast. It never gets them to stop paying attention, and there's a 70-page workbook that comes with it. I did all the artwork and the comic stuff, and then clinicians, four clinicians around the country signed off on all the content that's clinical. It's beautiful. I'm not saying that because I did it. I'm saying that because it's available and people use it. So I said that to say this. You have been flexible with your boundaries, hospitable, and really forgiving today with me for the last hour. Seriously. Uh, I know that's not always easy in a place that you have as much passion as you do for what we do. So I'm grateful for that. And that, this, this is the story, the DFW story I want to tell. This is how fractured I am. Some mornings I get up and I don't want to get up. Uh, some mornings I get up, and I, I, I know I, 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 only because I have to get up. Tomorrow I'm on a plane at 6 a.m. back to California, and I'm going to spend a half day with my boy, and I'm going to get on a plane Monday and go to Cleveland and do nine shows in six days for penitentiary. That's what I do. He's already mad at me. Dad, you're never home for the important days of school. My first day of school is 17th, and you're not going to be here. First thought wrong, second thought wrong, third, plant your feet, Mark. 
wish I had more teeth. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, buddy. Dad, I'm so mad at you right now, I can't choose good words. I understand. And I just wait. A couple days later, we're, uh, we're going to breakfast. And he says, hey, Dad. I go, yeah, buddy. He goes, remember when I said you're not home for the important days? I go, yeah, I do remember. He goes, you were mad, huh? I said, yeah, I was mad. How'd you know? He goes, you were touching your teeth with your tongue. <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, when you're mad, you go, hmm. I said, yeah, I was mad, but I understand. I think I was afraid. I was afraid that you were going to grow up without me. He goes, Dad, when you are home, those are important days. It took him two days. It took him two days to come to terms with his first thoughts. We get to do this if we slow down. I know they start sooner, die younger, and, and, and the trauma is quicker. But we slow down, they can grow up. When I speed up, they tend to stay down. That's just from me to you. So I slow down, I win. I'm at the Dallas airport. It's too early in the morning to catch a flight, and I, but I'm there anyway. I'm, I'm always too early, always. I'm OCD about time. You're never too early to the airport, ever. And there's always another plane. I, that's true, too. Uh, I fly 200,000 miles a year, and I'm no bully, and I'm no rookie. Only bullies get loud, and only rookies panic. I'm neither, but I used to be both. So I'm calm, and I'm sitting there, and a guy comes up and sits right next to me. The gate, there's nobody at the gate. Nobody. <laughs> he sits right here, and he's a big boy. He's got to be almost 400 pounds. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. He's a big dude, and he sits down. <laughs> he makes noise, right? I, I remember that now. I'm, I'm old enough now where I start to make noises I didn't mean to make. You know what I mean? You ever sit down and go, oh, God, help me, Jesus. I used to just sit down. You ever go to pick something up? Lord Christ, help me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I used to just stupid swoop, man. You ever make a noise accidentally you didn't know you made? In the elevator this afternoon, I go, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I was back in jail. Oh, sorry, never mind. Right. Not talking, not talking now. Wait, what? So the guy sits down, and he's wearing this. It's got to be eight, nine grand of leather, this jacket. It's beautiful. It's, it's just, and it's, it's, it's not squeaky. It's, it's, it's all worn, and it's, I could smell it. It's soft, and he, but he's right next to me, and he's, he's got this big shoulder, and it's like rubbing on, and I, First thought, wrong. Second thought, wrong. Third thought, wow. Fourth thought, he's got a ponytail and a fight. That's a handle, right? <laughs> I just want... Some guy comes up. He goes, hey, big fan, how you doing? Evidently, this guy's somebody. And I know he's an idiot. I know the guy next... I know he's an idiot. Automat he's wearing a NASCAR jacket. So he's... <laughs> I know he's an idiot. So how you doing? You okay? What's your first thought? <laughs> okay, right? So it's the yellow M&M car. I don't know who drives it, but it's a yellow, yellow M&M car jacket, right? It might be the official jacket. And he's sitting there. Some guy comes out of his shoes. Hey, how you doing? How was the weekend? How was the weekend? This is what the guy says. He goes, I blew a tranny, had to go home. My first thought is wrong. My second thought is hilarious. 
My third thought is, I can't contain it. It's coming out. And I go, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. and he knew. He knew right away. He goes, something funny, boy? I go, yeah, but I can't tell you what it is. I'm afraid. He goes, really, you can't? I go, no, really, I can't. He says, what's so funny? I, uh, I, 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 I said, well, I'm from California. I said, blowing a tranny is just the beginning of a great weekend. <laughs> he got to move to another chair. He just moved. He just moved, and I went, that, that was simple. But, and he, he whale-eyed me the rest of the day. Until we got on the plane, he's like, I'm not going near that kid right there. And I thought, look at nobody's sitting around me. Maybe he's telling people, right? <laughs> now, that, that, that's a true story that was hard to live with because I was afraid. He was a big dude, right? I couldn't stop laughing. And I realized that when I'm at my worst, if I'm, I'll get my best. You remember the client that you knew wasn't going to make it? And then years later, they came back, and they had. That was us. That was them and us. We never saved anybody. But every time we go to work, we invite them to save themselves with a little help. Good night. Good night.